Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoints Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming at you on December 15th, 2021. I was getting pretty close to Christmas, and thanks to the management of uh, uh, Biden and company, it doesn't look like there's going to be a, a lot under the tree this year. <laughs> so, but uh, um, before we get into any of the stories of the day, <clears throat> let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. <clears throat> so <clears throat> this uh, this particular show, we're going to get a little bit into sort of a science theme on this one. And uh, uh, really, it's a, a little bit focused on some of the politicization of science. And so the first uh, uh, story we wanted to do uh, especially amidst all this crazy COVID stuff that we've been going through and all the politics that have been flying around in that, is a story about the FDA that came out uh, back in September, I think. If we get an image on that one, I think so. <clears throat> uh, back in uh, September, two senior FDA officials, um, they, had, uh, they resigned over uh, the <clears throat> Biden administration's booster shot plan. I think it also had something to do with the uh, it might have had something to do, too, with the plan to, um, you know, accelerate this stuff to kids, too, but uh, but certainly for the booster plan. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the bottom line is uh, these two senior officials, they had been involved in a lot of different uh, work in the past uh, for the FDA. Um, and, you know, so they were uh, well respected within the agency. But they saw this uh, process where the CDC was apparently coming in and sort of short-circuiting uh, a lot of their responsibilities and such. So they were kind of uh, interfering with the normal process that normally happens at the FDA and, you know, essentially telling them uh, how it was going to be, which, you know, the bottom line is either these either these uh, policies at the FDA are there for a reason or they're not. And, and the idea that uh, you could just get political pressure and, and different people coming in and telling you how it's going to be, that, that uh, does seem... A, a little on the anti-science side. Uh, uh, well, what do you guys think of this? I mean, it sounds just like one more thing with all of the crazy COVID uh, stuff we've seen from our officials. I think I think you know the politicization of the of the FDA have been ongoing in the in the last year since since um, with the in the Biden administration. I'm not going to say that it previous administration, Trump administration, was totally innocent in this matter. But we have seen it taking a very drastic turn towards politicization because on many instances we see the the administration will have some policy and next thing you know the FBA comes out and say, well, yeah, that is a good thing, that is that's the thing that we will support and that kind of stuff. And it it, it does not it does not look well. It does not it does not bode well. And I think this is true with the, F, uh, the FDA and with the CDC. I think in one case in the CDC, it's where the the head of the CDC said something, and the um, and the uh, Jen Psaki, uh, who is um, who is Biden's uh, uh, press secretary, came out and said, "Oh, she was speaking on her um, on her own behalf, or as, uh, as, a, as, as, as a private citizen, or some or some garbage like that." 
So the, these agencies, which are which are supposed to be science based, which are supposed to be looking into what are the facts of the situation and then distributing information, uh, then laying out policies and that and information to to us, the average citizens, they are now caught up in the in, in the politicization of their work by the administration. And this this is a dangerous path for us to go because there have been several things that have happened in the past. Look at the issue about um, hydroxychloroquine, which have been a drug that have been around for so damn long. I mean, since the 1950s, it is well known. It has been well studied. There have been over a billion doses of it administered. And suddenly, just because Donald Trump supported it, all of a sudden he said, yeah, well, well, no, 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 no. There are some problems with that, the use of that drug. And, and, and there are so many things that have happened since the since since the the, the um, because of the hatred of Donald Trump and because of the love of the Biden administration, where politics is now entering into the science of what we are supposed to know and what and what what we are we are told and what we are not told, and this is dangerous. Yeah, um, why do the kids not trust the adults uh, yeah. anymore? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. The uh, the cherished institutions like the uh, FDA that were. Uh, founded without uh, political affiliation and were supposed to conduct their affairs without it. And why isn't the Biden administration telling the FAA what to do about the 737 MAX and their, the, the, the issues related to, to that in the past? You know, how come? Why? Now, um, you know, why does the Biden administration rule over overlord every uh, every established, uh, uh, you know, alphabet soup uh agency yeah. uh, how come why don't why does he single-handedly like a like a dictator like a you know uh a ruler and s same thing with uh mr um mr I'll, I'll fire the fda chief unless he approves the vaccine trump you know uh all of this <laughs> all of this goes against these cherished institutions that you know are supposed to to independently look at very complex scientific based things like aviation like like you know whether a uh, a system that that works with the autopilot to automatically pitch down when you get to a certain speed uh, on on an aircraft and, and you know all this kind of stuff you know you 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 want the politicians to to tell everybody what to do on all that Okay, so you're either going to allow the FAA to make those decisions and you're going to allow the FDA independent of political pressure to make their decision or you're, you're just going to politicize everything and and we'll all go to um, I was almost going to say H E double toothpicks, but uh, in a handbasket. But uh, you know, I re refrain from that so that uh, James doesn't have to edit me out again. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's ludicrous, and this is why we're in this situation where nobody try. There's cynicism abounding because of stuff like this, and it's because it's it's you know, who could blame them when you've got. Biden, who's telling the Supreme Court, no, I don't care what you say about the um, uh, vaccine mandate. I'm going to still go through with it. OK, yeah. because I don't because, oh, what's the separation of, of powers? What's this se separation stuff all about? No, I don't care. I'm God and I'm going to rule like God rules. OK, 
I am sovereign and you guys can take a hike. I don't care about your decisions. I don't care about the FDA. I don't care about the FAA. I don't care about anybody. I am God and I'm going to rule over you guys. Why? Because I'm Joe Biden and I know what's what. Well, well, Tim, you can't expect Joe Biden to actually read the rules, can you? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just I going, expect I'm not dictator. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Read the rules. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Same thing with Newsom. Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them read their rules. And if they did, they they just, uh, oh, let's yeah, remember the scene in um, the life and times of Judge Roy Bean when, um, oh, gosh, Paul Newman, playing the role, took that page out of the Texas law book and ripped it out. You don't remember that scene? No, I've, not, I've never seen the movie. I've never okay, seen the, movie. the life and times of Judge Roy Bean. You got to see that. Anyway, that's what these guys are doing. They're just ripping that page of the law. Well, I just repealed that law. Rip. There you go. Okay, so. Yeah, there you have it. But 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 you know when 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 science and when uh, politics enters science at this level, I mean it, it it could become deadly. You know, okay, we don't know and probably will never know because we did not look more deeply into into the use of hydroxychloroquine in terms of dealing with the with the, um, the effects of the COVID virus. We don't know how many people might have died as a result. Maybe it's there are people who could have been saved by if they would administer the um, the hydroxychloroquine early, but this was a big, big pushback within within the agencies about using it. And these are the kind of things what happen when science and and politics get intertwined. People's lives could be lost as a result. Yeah. And this is what we got to be careful about when this politics and this science start to, start to blend in the same blender. Well, you know, what what is really uh, disturbing, too, is the way the media had jumped in in order to support the administration and this stuff, you know, or or to be against the administration when it was Donald Trump. Uh, you know, right. when it was Donald Trump, uh, you know, hydroxychloroquine was suddenly fish tank cleaner. And, oh, my God, you're going to try a new fish tank cleaner to, you know, to solve this COVID mess. Right. And then when it was, you know, um, uh, when Joe Biden was president and Joe Rogan uh, said he was using ivermectin, and then suddenly uh, you're using horse paste. Oh my God. The media has really done us a disservice because both of these are medications that have been used to treat people for different things. And, you know, it, certainly not, they had not been approved yet for COVID, but that's, uh, a, you know, uh, I guess just part of, of how, you know, medicines can work with, you know, sometimes people, you know, they, they experiment and you start to notice that, hey, certain things are working and then they, they put together studies and they try and see if there's a real effect on these things. And, sure. um, instead of just said, oh, that's horse based. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, I, I don't know. But uh, but anyways, I, let's let's jump to another thing, because, you know, this whole um, uh, idea of the media and how they're you know, uh, sort of warping our ideas of what's going on out there in science. Uh, another issue is the scientists themselves is, seem to want to uh, stifle any debate uh, in a lot of things. And and we're seeing that uh, recently, Michael Mann, uh, he's a, uh, the scientist who essentially brought up the idea of the hockey stick in yes. uh, climate change. And so uh, essentially trying to show in his graphs that uh, you see this flat line of carbon dioxide and, uh, and the 
heating and then when the carbon dioxide goes up then suddenly you see the warming go up and there's the there's the hockey stick that he's talking about um yeah you know in, in more recent years uh but you know there, there's there's a lot of debate and a lot of complexity out there around climate change and the idea that some of these people just want to stifle anything, much as we've seen with COVID. Uh, recently, Michael Mann was said, uh, uh, quoted on uh, Twitter, he said, hey, at YouTube, uh, it's good you're taking down COVID denial videos. Uh, now it's time for you to remove climate denial videos. They pose an even greater threat to humanity in the long term. And so what we've seen literally with the COVID crisis is that there's been scientists and doctors who've gone out onto YouTube and other social media, and they've literally been shut down if they say anything that does not follow whatever the the, the who is saying at the moment or, you know, Fauci is saying at the moment. And, you know, and we're seeing the same uh, type of mentality with climate change. You know, I mean, if you see a, a person and they are putting something out that doesn't match whatever the <laughs> consensus is, then suddenly uh, you just just silence them so that we don't have to hear about them. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on this sort of disturbing trend? Well, well, Michael Mann to start with is a fraud. Okay, he really is. Okay, I'm serious about that. He was involved. I don't know if you remember, but ten years ago, somebody <coughs> hacked into the um into one of the servers from East Anglia University and somewhere in, um, somewhere in um, in England. And some emails were, were, were released, and they were showing the communication between Michael Mann and some of the people at East Anglia University. And they show all of the nonsense that these people were doing. They were forcing <coughs> data to fit their narrative. That is what they were doing. And everybody saw it. But Michael Mann is not trying to tell us now that he has figured out all the issues involved in climate change, and he knows what is right and what is wrong, and who should be silenced and who should not be. This man is a fraud. That's why he's just like Dr. Fauci. Well, I shouldn't be even saying Dr. Fauci. Fauci and, and, and Leon, to uh, bring up the specific quote that came out of one of the emails was um, they were saying, how do we use uh, Michael's trick to hide the decline, I think is what they said. Exactly. Now, I, I'm not sure I, for I, sure I, I, if I that's exactly legit, that but I'm just saying. To say, yeah, but I couldn't remember it. Thank you. Exactly. This man is a fraud. <laughs> and now now he's trying to get with, with um, get YouTube to put to silence people who disagree with his narrative of what climate change looks like or what it should not look like or what we should think or what we should say or what we should believe that is what they're trying to do they're trying to silence us and they're trying to get with the government they're trying to tie up with the government so the government could censor us indirectly through youtube and twitter and all these other people this is unbelievable and we are heading down a very very disturbing and dangerous path here with these people who claim to be experts in their field. God help us. Well, I like the Michael Mann. That's the direct, the movie director. He's, <laughs> he's a good movie maker, but I don't, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's these, uh, these people with, uh, that are, that are on shaky ground with their theories that are worried the most about opposing theories and opposing yes. scientific, you know, scientists that, you know, have every right to give their opinion. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a disturbing trend because uh, YouTube is a popular platform, and it it's it takes a lot to create a new platform. But um, I I found that new platforms, if usually they're already available, they're in the form of a podcast or maybe a guy wrote a book or 
of course people don't read books that much but 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 they still do there you know enough people especially inquisitive people read books and so uh you know the word can still get out uh and um yes it, it's is better to, to reach a broad audience with a YouTube video and, and people, you know, are, are respond to the visual stimuli uh, quicker and better. And, and I, you know, I, I do myself, you know, I, I watch YouTube. So anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's a disturbing trend. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see, um, you know, it's probably not going to be good, but there's a lot of things that aren't good uh, these days. But the point is, though, in all this, the, the bottom line of all this, the, the, the progress of science requires scrutiny. Yes. Scientists used to invite people to try yes. to disprove their theories. Yes. They used to invite people to this. But now with this climate change and with, with some of these COVID things, now everybody wants to say, well, no, you cannot have a, a, an, an opinion that does not fit your narrative. Otherwise, you're some kind of denier. You're a climate denier. You're COVID denier, you're, you're a disc denier, and they're ready to cancel you. And this well, is yeah. the disturbing thing that's about of, of all this, is that science, which used to require scrutiny, is they are now trying to stop even that. Well, you know what I think it's a condemnation of myself is the public education, because essentially these guys have so little faith in public education that they think they need to silence anybody who has a wild idea that doesn't match theirs. And, you know, right. in some cases, you know, some of these ideas are screwy that some of the people are posting out there on YouTube. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. there's a lot of the weird conspiracies out there. But the, the point is, is that, you know, if, if we want to get at the truth, we have to have open inquiry. And I mean, we've seen this with COVID. We just had it in front of our eyes where, you know, one day Fauci would be telling us, don't wear masks. And then the next day he'd come back and say, wear masks, then wear two masks. And, you know, if, if you had contradicted him at either time, you were shut down on YouTube, which is crazy. And, and you know, uh, similar uh, things with other aspects to COVID as well. Um, but uh, let, let, let's jump over onto the next story. Uh, Elon Musk has uh, <clears throat> come out with something called Neuralink, and that's going to be uh, coming out in 2022. And, you know, this, this has some real potential, uh, potentially for uh, a lot of people who are suffering from um, disabilities and maybe, uh, maybe other implications as well going into the future about learning and other stuff like that. But Essentially, the idea is putting a chip into uh, people's heads and somehow that may be able to uh, facilitate communication, uh, you know, through uh, nerve impulses and such. Um, it, one of the experiments they ran uh, about a year or so ago uh, was some chimpanzees playing Pong without the hands or anything else. They were playing Pong on the screen with the chips uh, inserted into their brains. Um, and so the idea is that maybe this could help people to walk again at some point. But it is kind of a scary idea, too. You know, you're putting these chips in people's heads and, you know, the way things have been going lately. I mean, it's just another way of chipping away at our liberty, too. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I don't I, I don't know. I'd have to wait and see. I'm not going to. You know, you know I me. Mean, I like new technology when it comes out usually um and i i don't you know every time something new comes out uh techno technologically i don't immediately think oh my god we're all going to be enslaved i mean you know they they enslave us through war there's so many ways they enslave us today 
you know, they don't need Neuralink. You know, they don't need to put a, a chip in our brain to, to have us all, you know, the majority of us just look at California. Majority of them vote for more taxes. It doesn't matter what tax comes out. They vote for it. It, it, it always wins. Um, do they have Neuralink in their in their brains when they vote for more taxes? Now, it's through war and through um, the central printing press uh, causing inflation and and just just paying for anything and everything. Those are the ways we get enslaved today. So I'm Neuralink is way down on the bottom of my list of things I'm going to worry about as far as uh my uh, my liberties, way down there on the bottom. And you know, if it can help some people in some way medically, you know, do I am I going to go running to go to Neuralink and and uh, get one put in? Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say no, but uh, you know, I, I got a I got a fake hip. I have a titanium titanium hip right now. Uh, that's fairly new technology. That stuff just didn't crop up. You know. Uh, yesterday, um, well, yesterday it was, but <laughs> anyway, I, <clears throat> go ahead, Leon, I'm starting to run well, off. You know, even though Tim, you know, I do, I do acknowledge that, that, um, something like Neuralink could, could have some real benefits to people, you know, disabled people, even people with, uh, psychological problems. I, I could see potential benefits there from having this sort of chip implanted in you and probably with the, the with the impulses and stimulus you could probably do something that would benefit that will raise their that will raise the, the quality of their life. <clears throat> However, I have a real issue here because too often when there's these technologies come out and this is this has been the nature of history, the government will get involved with it and somehow get a hold of the technology and somehow try to use it to erase or to diminish the liberties of the citizens involved. We see this going on right now as we speak. The government is getting with Facebook and with Twitter to destroy the liberties of its opponents. It's happening right now. Now, if they have a chip in our brain and they could somehow get in there and they could or hack, or it's, it, it's being hacked in some way, who knows what the hell they could do? Now, I don't want to sit here and lay out this doomsday scenario of, of, of government control of, our, of, of us, okay? I, I don't want to lay out that doomsday scenario. But I think it is a concern that we should keep at our forefront. Because once the government get a hold of this technology, and if they decide to use it in some way, and I was, I would be as certain as I'm sitting here that they will use it if they ever get a hold of this technology, we, can, we might have some real problems down the road. But I do acknowledge the potential benefits here. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the scariest ideas is that, you know, maybe some company like CNN gets there and hacks your chip and suddenly you enjoy watching CNN. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, viewership is up or CNN and down for Fox News. Can Fox you News. Oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Leon is on the show and he's spouting all the garbage out of CNN. Oh, my oh, goodness yeah. gracious. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, let's let's jump to uh, uh, the next item, and that's our. Uh, well, we, we don't have time for that last one on Musk, but we're going to jump to our Knuckleheads uh, Noise Patrol because uh, this is uh, how we usually wrap up the show with something 
kind of silly that somebody said. And in this case, we're <clears throat> going to uh, Jen Psaki and, um, in, in the White House and some of the muddled rhetoric that's come out recently from her and Biden about <clears throat> inflation. And so uh, recently uh, at a White House pre press briefing three or four days ago, uh, Saki was asked <laughs> about inflation. And, and the question was, uh, what's the White House's big picture view on why so many Americans are so pessimistic about the economy and about the direction of the country? And Saki replied, if you can make anything out of this word soup, uh, uh, why are people experiencing things or why? Because, and I, we've, we've talked about this a little before, but you know, a lot of it, uh, what we're saying, or we're, excuse me, what we're seeing in our data is people's psychology on the economy and how they're experiencing things in the country right now is related to COVID and the fact that COVID uh, we're still in a fight against this virus. So, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can make anything out I, of that. I miss, I, the, you know who I miss? I, I miss that, that good-looking blonde that Trump had as press secretary. She was like the Beth Dutton from Yellowstone of um, press secretaries. You're talking you about Kaylee McAnally, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, she was, um, you know, cute and smart and yes. put, put up with any BS and... You know, um, this Jen Psaki, though, is just perfectly uh, the perfect one for Biden. I mean, she's just as dumb as Biden. So, uh, you know, I can't think of a better press secretary for Biden, you know, uh, the the blind leading the blind and uh, or at least representing the blind. And um, there you have it. Uh, no offense to, uh, you know, our uh, esteemed uh, uh background person but uh, the, uh <laughs> well I'm, I'm not blind you know i'm legally blind in my left eye so you know <laughs> yeah there you go yeah really and and why do we listen to you leon for crying out loud hey well leon, leon before you jump in let me just say there was one other part of the quote too and i wanted to bring that up uh because this is a little bit telling too asaki was also asked uh, uh because uh recently the fed chair had come out and acknowledge that uh, this inflation is not transitory anymore is what he was saying. And so uh, so the uh, reporter asked, uh, can you acknowledge uh, that inflation is uh, more entrenched and not transitory? And then Saki said, um, but I think uh, part of the point here is it doesn't really matter what you call it. Uh, she was saying, uh, you know, whether it's transitory or, or not. And and the, the point is, is that Saki uh, just a few months ago had been calling this transitory inflation. <laughs> so, you know, more dishonesty. Uh, but anyways, uh, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to cut you it's off. No problem. You know, you know, we have to, um, we have to please give Jen Psaki a break, okay? Please, okay. This is a woman who does take advice from her five-year-old about mass policy about for little kids. Okay, just I remember that she and Jimmy Carter, who was taking advice from his daughter Amy, she was twelve years old at the time, about nuclear proliferation. They went to the same school of idiocy. I did not know, though, that Jan Seki and AOC also went to the same school of idiocy on economics. I did not know that. I just found that out today, or whenever I read your article, Jason. These people, these people are so lost. I think they're eating their own, you know what, and they don't even realize it. Their head is up, their, 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 their external part of their body, and they, they, they are so lost, they wouldn't know what to do if, if supply and demand, a supply and demand curve struck them in the face. They wouldn't would know what to do with it. 
are they in their own cognitive dissonance? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. I think, uh, you know, when you talk about where they got their degrees, I, I kind of think it's from Cracker Jack U. <laughs> pop up in the box. <laughs> See what you got. <laughs> but, uh, maybe you have to be a little older to get that joke. I don't know. <laughs> the youngers out there but uh, anyways uh, we're about to reach the end of our show and uh, thanks so much for watching and we'll see you again next time until then stay free indeed life liberty and the pursuit of happiness always thank you for watching the knuckleheads of liberty listen each week in sacramento on comcast channel 17 for knuckleheads of liberty on monday at 5 30 p.m and the libertarian counterpoint show on thursday at 8 p.m also on YouTube, Facebook, and podcasts everywhere. We invite you to come again next week for the Libertarian Counterpoint Productions.